0: Happy New Year, Year. the first Sunday of 2024, as there's a strange ring to it, 2024, because we're not used to it yet. We'll get used to it, I'm sure. Uh, Those years that God helped us through from planting and growing a church in a small town Um, were the most wonderful years of my life. And some of them were the most difficult years of my life as well. But, um, well, you know, someone asked me one time, what did you do with your critics? And I just tell them I outlasted them. (laughs) Um, When you stay that long, that's one of your advantages (laughs) that you have. Uh, my wife is here today, and we're on our way to a uh, home that we have in Florida that houses our, our, us during the winter months. Um, I normally am down there by now, but we we were in the pulpit the last two months because of a little crisis in the church, and um, the uh, opportunity to freshen up a little bit, I guess, is what helped me to be able to catch up a little bit after you not pastoring for seven years, but I'm happy to be here this morning. My wife is here with us. I'd like Linda to stand. We've been married almost 61 years, and uh, (laughs) praise God. We have uh, three children. We have eight grandchildren, and we have soon to be eight great-great-great-grandchildren, not great-great, great-grandchildren. um, when you look at the opportunities that are ahead of us, at least by faith, we look ahead, we have a, uh, we have an insight to the future from what the Holy Scriptures revealed to us, and I've been looking at that, uh, regularly in the last few months and even last few years, because we are living in crisis times in this world, and crisis times in our nation, and crisis times in the churches around America. Serious crises. There is a real enemy, a real devil, real evil spirits, real intentions by our enemy to to destroy all the good that has been built up through the years and years and historical periods of time in our nation, especially. And uh, we're rocking and reeling right now. And people are sort of wrapped up into the cultural changes that are taking place. And my intentions are in these days to look at what God's intentions are in these times. Not what the cultural intentions are, but what is God's intentions for his people? I find that the the word of God is not silent about God's will. It's not silent about his intentions. Couple of words that the Lord gave me to bring down to Clarksville, Indiana. Two words, really concerning the direction for this year, 2024. I'm going to open my text today to Exodus chapter 14 and try to move right along here and deposit something that would inspire you and encourage you and um, bring some revelation to you from the Holy Scriptures to really help you to grow in faith Grow your faith and increase in in the knowledge of God's will for your lives this year. So back in the Old Testament from the book of Exodus is the story of the deliverance of Israel, the people of God, out of captivity from Egypt in which they had been captive and held in slavery by, by the Egyptian pharaohs and leaders and kings for 430 years. And now they began, they had been crying out to God. They had been calling on the Lord to help them, release them, free them from this slavery and this cruel bondage that they were under. God heard their cry, as he does always when we cry unto the Lord for his help. He is there to hear and answer our cry. When he heard the cry of the people of Israel in Egypt, a place of slavery and bondage, he set it up for them at a certain time, in a certain way, through a certain means by which they could come out of their slavery and enter into a new freedom. God loves to free his people. God loves to bring them through their bondages and help them to be brought into a place of victory. And he wants to do that for everyone in his His kingdom and in the church today, to bring us out of any of our bondages, any of our weaknesses, any of our sinful traits, any of our uh, uh, great difficulties that we face, God will hear your cry, and he will bring you out of that place into a place that he has called the promise of God. Now, in this Exodus chapter 14, I'm going to start with verse 10. I think I'll read just through verse 16 today. It says, And when Pharaoh drew near, he's the king of Egypt, the children of Israel lifted their eyes... And behold the Egyptians marched after them so they were very afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord then they said to Moses because there were no graves in Egypt have you taken us away to die in the wilderness why have you so dealt with us to bring us out up out of Egypt didn't we say, or is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to have the uh, to, uh, have the Egyptians, I'm sorry, I can't see that word, to serve the Egyptians, than we should die in the wilderness. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Notice the word today. How many believe that God is a now God? He's not only near God, but he's a now God. And so he says, today, the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more, forever The Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Go forward. But lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. This was a stick type rod a wooden rod, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. So interesting story, as many of you already know, that Moses challenged the Pharaoh to let God's people go. And through all of the plagues and so forth that went through on, on through in Egypt, the ten plagues, the Pharaoh finally came to a conclusion that he was fighting against the God of Israel and he wasn't winning the battle. And so he permitted these people to leave their land that they had lived in, raise their families in. When they came in, there was only 70 of them that came in under Joseph. But by the time 430 years later, there were now over maybe 200, uh, 2 million people. So it was a large number that had grown. And, and, and these people were the called out ones. These people were the ecclesia of the Lord or the church of the Lord or the people of God. They weren't, they weren't the perfect people of God, but they were the people of God. And what's changed over the centuries? Uh, we are the people of God. We are not the perfect people of God, but we are the people of God. Praise the Lord. And God has us in his eye. He has us in his mind. He has us in his thoughts. And that's so important to me, to know that he thinks about me. He thinks about you. You are in his thoughts always. And so here these people come out from Egypt. They cross through. They come to the Red Sea. Eventually they cross the Red Sea, miraculously. Then they come to the Jordan to go into the land of Canaan. The promise... That God had given them that if they come out of Egypt, follow Moses, they'll come into a land of promise. So, of course, these people are, are uh, very uh, intent upon getting out, getting a new vista in life, a new horizon, a new hope in life. Where they go, where they're going, they weren't quite sure how they are going to go or how they were going to get there. They came out with a lot of spoils, though. They had a lot of things that they took out of Egypt, even from the Egyptian people They took various things with them. Now, I wonder today, if you look at these two words of verse 15, when Moses asked God, what should I tell these people? And God says, tell them to go forward. Go forward. Two words. Go forward. This was the word that God gave me just the other day as I was meditating on sharing down here in, in Clarksville. I... I said, God, what's the, what's the word for 2024 for the church here, at least today? And this is where my eyes fell upon the word go forward. And let me just help you along the way of this going forward, because it is not an easy thing. Even though we have full intentions of going forward and would love to go forward, it's not that easy. And I wonder today if I was to ask all of you, what is the will of God for the church here? Then if I was to ask you, what is the will of God for your life personally? I mean, you could probably come up with a lot of answers, well, you know maybe we it might God's will is for me to win new souls, win more souls or maybe God wants me to draw closer to him. that's God's will for my life or, you might even say, God wants me to serve him in more ways than I've ever done before. Well, those are things that are good. Maybe be better at whatever you know, you're know you doing right now. But let me give you two words this morning that probably are the words that are really the heartbeat of what God is telling the church today. Go forward. You know, the original meaning of this Context of going forward carries the idea of advancing or moving ahead or progressing. God is, God is not a stagnant God. How would you would you all agree to that? He isn't stagnant. He doesn't want the church to get stagnant. He's never stagnant. There's always something new and exciting in our relationship and our walk with God. There's always the special favors, the divine favors, the grace favors of God that come in upon upon our lives. I've lived in those grace favors of God for all the years of my life. It's an incredible thing to know that God favors his children. God has grace for us in our walk with him. And um, uh, he wants us to move forward. He wants us to progress. So when the children of Israel leave Egypt, the first place they come to is the Red Sea. And they pitch their tents there at the Red Sea. They put their pegs in the ground and hold those tents down. I was telling the men yesterday, I'm a a deer hunter and I like to pitch my tent to shoot my bow. And I used to climb the trees. (coughs) But now I stay in my tents. It's so much easier for me and I can sit down I can sleep and and nobody cares and so I put my tents in I had two tents that I had two different spots and I stuck the stakes in the ground Now them are the stakes that will hold that tent when it blows when I'm not there when the snow comes down on it That that tent holds up because I got it good and firmly staked out well this was a strange fall. We had great big snowstorm during the bow hunting season, and, and uh, the ground got hard, and, and uh, the fall ran late, and, and we never got any more snow, but we had cold nights. and those I went to pull my stakes after the season was over to get my tents up, and guess what? The stakes were tied tightly into the ground. They froze. And I tried everything to lift those stakes out. I didn't even think I'd have to bring a shovel or an ax or something to lift those stakes up. So here I am down there trying hard to pull them stakes out of the ground. I dug around, kicked around, did everything I could, finally got all the stakes up and the tents removed. These people here in, in Israel, they had pitched their tent and put down their stakes. Now here's the deal. It wasn't that far of a journey for Israel to go, really, from Egypt into Canaan. In fact, the closest route would have only taken them 11 days. But how many years did it actually take them to get to the promised land? Yeah, 40 years. You can't hardly even begin to comprehend, why would it take that long if there's a shorter route that can get you there sooner? Well, people are people. I've learned a lot about people in my lifetime. And I see where, where, you know, somebody said the other day to me, well, you have a little problem in the church there. We heard about the pastor stepping down and leaving. And, 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 and they said, well, what do you think? I said, that's just people. That's just People. Those same people might say, well, we're hearing from God, or we think this, we think that. You're just a human being. You, We act in different ways. We'll, we, we can't always trust ourselves. Really, we can't. Because sometimes, because we're, we're, we're prone to failure, we're prone to do things out of the flesh, that's what people do. I'm not glorified. You're not glorified. There will come a day when we will be glorified, when we will get out of this body and put on a new body, but that's not yet. So all through our lives, we deal with people and people are people. Someone said, we met the enemy now and the enemy is us. Mahatma Gandhi said one time he wanted to become a Christian. He was looking at the idea of looking into Christianity to see if he would like to become a Christian. And he said, I would have become a Christian until I met one. That's a true statement. So we're not perfect. Everybody take a deep breath. You, 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 You could feel better about yourself. Because... God loves you anyhow. He has a plan for you anyhow. There's a direction that he has called you to go anyhow. And let's look at this going forward today because God does not want us to put put our stakes down too long. We camp at places that we shouldn't camp too long at. I'm going to tell you a few of them. It's time we have to pull up pegs now in 2024. We can't live on yesterday's blessing. We can't live on yesterday's uh, failures. We can't live on yesterday's blessings. We've got to go forward from there to where God wants to take us. And he wants us to make progress to go forward. Amen? So we're making, we're marking, and moving into a brand new year right now, and and there's going to be new opportunities before us. There's going to be new mercies, new blessings every morning. How many know that's the God we serve? New mercies every day. God doesn't want us to be just set in a stationary pattern or a fixed pattern. God wants us to advance, to progress, and He says here to the children of Israel through Moses, "I want you to." go forward Now here's where I see through through the eyes of my experiences where people sometimes camp out put their t- pegs in and don't move one of them is this place of anger that sometimes people have and if you've been in an ang- had an anger spirit or been angry about things for too long It's going to be time now in 2024 to pull up your stakes and go forward. If you've had problems with hurt feelings and you've camped out that place of hurt feelings for too long, I believe it's time now for you to pull up those stakes and start to move forward. You can't live forever on hurt feelings. You can't be an angry person forever. There's times when you have to let go. You have to pull up those pegs. Some of you may have camped out at depression, at the place of depression. When I was raised in Pentecost, if you had the Holy Ghost, you should never have to have depression. I mean, yeah, you heard that. If you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you, you will never have Anger. Is that true or not? Well, it's not true. And we have to face the fact that the problem is we don't pray in the Spirit long enough to get out of depression. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to have control of our life so we can come out of those places. The Holy Spirit is powerful enough to break the depression in your life. The Holy Spirit is powerful enough to give you a sweet spirit instead of an angry spirit. Some of you have been camped out at the place of bitterness. You can't camp there too long. You've got to come out of bitterness, and it's time for us to pull up some stakes now. In 2024, get rid of all bitterness. The Bible tells us to do that. Come on. God is ready to take you on a new journey, a journey of freedom. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you never had to have a depression again? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you never got mad again? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you never had a bitter spirit ever again? Folks, the church would be a different place today if we conquered all of those things and more. Come on. He's ready to take you out of that place of hurt, feelings, and depression today and place you into a place of joy and happiness. Glory to God. We're a happy people. Yes, we are. We're a happy people. All day long we sing a song. Jesus rights our every wrong. We're a happy people. Yes, we are. Take a look around you. See how many smiles you get back. Come on. The church will draw people with joy. The church will draw people when people look happy. The church will draw people when they're not slandering somebody else anymore. When they're not putting other people down. Or bullying people. Or being too proud that you think everything revolves around you. We've got to pull some stakes. And move forward. Everybody say forward. Glory to God. I find Tom, sometimes we get a place of satisfaction in our, in our walk with God to the point where we just don't feel like we have to call on Him anymore. We don't feel like we have to be more filled up with God because we're satisfied. Everything's going so well, we're at ease. But we need God to fill our fill us in with a new hunger for him and a new thirst for him like we've never had and lead us into a greater dimension of of his glory in our lives so you can't camp out at those places too long in israel the longer they camped out all of a sudden things took on a different picture for them let me give you this setting children of israel they've been delivered they're on their way now and and uh The journey starts with such high hopes for them, and such high expectations. They're moving toward the land of promise. They've been marching for a few days. They camp down by the sea of Red Sea. They drive their stakes in the ground. Why did they stop? Well, there was no place else to go. Right in front of them was the Red Sea. On the sides of each side of them was these two big mountains. And when they looked behind them, guess who was coming? The Pharaoh had decided he'd made a mistake by letting the people go, so he said, go get them. Bring them back or kill them. He had a marching army of 600 of the best chariots and then several hundred of the poorer chariots, and there was a lot of people coming after them with whatever they used for weapons. Now they're looking behind, the army is there, they look beside them, the mountains are there, they can't cross them, they look ahead of them, and the Red Sea is there. They're in a predicament. Looks like a hopeless thing, doesn't it? You ever been to a place where things do look hopeless in your life? There's many people today surrounded by circumstances that look so hopeless to them disappointments, failure, defeat, doubts, just a number of things that cause people to feel hopeless. For all practical purposes for Israel, there was no way out of this mess. And so in their confusion, they cry out to Moses. And, and, And the Bible says, In Exodus 14, when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried to the Lord. And then they said to Moses, because there was no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why did you deal with us like this and bring us up out of Egypt? I don't think they liked the change that was going on in their life change is not easy change is hard for all of us the one thing i have been through and those of you that have been in the faith for a long time is the change of music and in, in worship over the years we change about every 10 years or 20 years it's a style it's a style I've seen everything from the, 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 my dad leading old, burdens are lifted at Calvary. My dad was a song leader. And I was sitting there (laughs) (laughs) Then they'd go to the extreme and start singing an old chorus, we're a happy people, yes, we are. You see changes in styles, you see changes in methods. Uh, uh, we all go through these changes in the church, but look, there's a constant in our lives. If we'll just look to that constant, and that constant is worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Worship Him in beauty of holiness. And the Bible says, give your heart to Him, not your garments. Rend them to God. Rend your heart to God. Change is okay. It's just hard. Don't fight Change. Because you won't win. The world is in constant change. Today is a change in our in in, in the world today. Tomorrow will be another change. So we, do, we can't fight change. And here they were, complaining and murmuring and fighting Moses because he brought this change in their lives. I see change as a positive. I like now I like change because. I get tired of the same old, same old. I like to go to different churches and listen to the worship. It's not the same as our church. Our church is not the same as the church down the street. When I go to different churches, everyone has a different style. I'm not critical of a a style, are you? look embrace the embrace the good embrace the god and embrace the truth about god that's more important than anything else and so here these people said is this not the word that we told you saying let us alone that we may serve the egyptians for it would have been better for us to have served the egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness and i had a little question mark after that really really what did been better when you're we get toxic a little bit in our minds when when we are in an uncomfortable place we say things that are really stupid that's a stupid statement wouldn't have been better if we died in the in, in, in Egypt rather than die in the wilderness that's a stupid statement what who cares where you die who cares where you're buried After you're dead, you don't care, right? So Moses says to the people, don't be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians, which you see today, you will see no more forever. Today, you won't even see them. You see them now, look at the right there, uh, right there about ready to take, take you captive. But today, you won't see them again ever again. (laughs) Because the Lord's going to fight for you. You just hold your peace. That's not easy, by the way. We get fidgety the longer things take. We get fidgety, we get a little bit of panicky and maybe a little fearful and maybe a little doubting, whatever, but Look, hold your peace. God's going to fight for you. He says, tell the children of Israel to go forward. Oh, glory to God. In other words, we're not going to camp here forever. We're not going to, this isn't the way the church is going to look in the, in the near future. What you see today will be different than what you see tomorrow. Are you with me, dear ones? It'll be different tomorrow. Hallelujah. When I looked at my congregation as we started, my wife will tell you, we had five, three children, there's five of us, and there were seven more. That was twelve. And I figured, well, praise God. A year from now it'll be twice that many, maybe three times that many. I was one who just looked ahead to see how things might look. You know what? God was more than my expectations. And we more than doubled, more than tripled. In time, in time. Today, that little church in Shell Lake is in 38 countries around the world. 38 countries. The little church there in Shell Lake gives over one half a million dollars a year to missions. missions. It's pretty incredible. I can't even explain it. I don't try because it's a miraculous thing and you can't explain a miracle. So, get your periscopes out today and... Get above this little din of all this confusion and whatever else is going on in your life. Take a look above the situation. Hallelujah. It's like the little boy that was watching the parade go down the street. and All he could see because he couldn't get through, he set, found a hole in the fence. And he went up to the fence and he put his eye up to the fence and as he saw the, the lions go by, it was a circus parade. He saw the lions, oh, there's a lion. I can see the lion! But he couldn't see anything else, and then he wait, and all of a sudden, here come an elephant! Oh, there's an elephant! Oh, wow, that's a big animal! Wow. And then he finally realized that it was just a little step up to the top of the fence, and if he could get up to the top of the fence above the hole in the fence, he could see the whole parade at one time. I think that we got to elevate just a little bit more our vision, elevate our faith a little more. Amen. Just elevate our faith, get it up there, because we can see further and farther and more promises of God that are going to come, yea and amen, in your life. So, as I move on quickly here. They couldn't go back to Egypt, they'd be killed. So the best thing they had to do was go forward. Why go forward? Why is going forward so important? Here's what, I'll tell you why it's important. When you fail to go forward, there's something that's going to happen to you, and that is you're going to stop walking by faith, and you're going to start walking by fear. You have to move forward to move past your fears. Amen. Amen. BECAUSE THAT'S EXACTLY WHAT HAPPENED TO THE CHILDREN OF ISRAEL WHEN THEY CAME OUT OF EGYPT THAT DAY. THEY WERE GOING TO GO FORWARD TO THE PROMISED LAND. THERE WASN'T A SPECK OF FEAR IN THOSE PEOPLE WHEN THEY LEFT EGYPT. THEY SANG, THEY REJOICED, AND THEY HAD THE PROMISE OF GOD. BUT WHEN THEY SET THEIR ENCAMPMENT BY THE SEA, DROVE THEIR STAKES INTO THE GROUND, THEY STOPPED THEIR JOURNEY FROM GOING FORWARD. And that's when the negative circumstances started clouding their minds. The sea, the mountains, and the army. We have no place to go. You know what it is that gives us joy? It's faith. Faith gives us joy. Faith carries us through our battles. Faith overcomes fear. And God had such great plans for Israel. And I believe he has great plans for you. Every one of you that are here today to continue to go forward. He's got great plans for this church. And as you spend time with the Lord in 2024, you spend time with his word this year, you will make progress in your spiritual journey. You will continue to move ahead. There will be no fear to stop you. No, no need to complain. Glory to God. Now, of course, I'm talking to church that never has any fears or never complains. So (laughs) I know that the Lord is going to fight for you. The battles are his battles. Glory to God. I'm faced with the greatest challenge I have ever had in the ministry as I stand before you today. It's my greatest challenge. It's my greatest in somewhat ways disappointment. And I could have a lot of fear right now. And I could complain right now. I have to tell you, my wife and I are not camping there. We believe that God sees ahead, we believe God knows what is ahead. We believe that God gives us victory through our faith, not through fear. There's times when we just don't see how we're going to get through the things that we face. This big sea of conflict sometimes can be daunting. It can be overwhelming. But God knows exactly how to get us through. And he told Moses, take up that stick. And he said, put it out over the water of the Red Sea. He lifted up that stick. Remember the promise was you will no longer see this army after today. That's a meaningless statement when you don't believe God. Did you hear me? It's a meaningless statement. You can say poo-poo on that. That ain't going to happen many ever been in a place where you just thought that ain't gonna happen and it does it does only because not because of your faith but because of the promises of god he is faithful and true to his promise he lifts up that rod glory to god that stick that little stick that he i don't know what it looked like but it was a wooden stick That was the stick that represented the point of deliverance for those people. And when he smote the water, or put his rod on the water, the waters, an east wind came and parted those waters. The children of Israel walked through to their glorious freedom, and at the same time they crossed the other side, the Egyptian army walks into that same pattern Only they meet their fate while the others met their victory. Because God wants to destroy every enemy in our lives. He does not want you to see that enemy again. Glory to God. Just as he said, you will see that enemy no more. Glory to God. That's why we have this command of Jesus to step on serpents and scorpions. You don't want them around. You take dominion over evil. You take dominion over Satan. You take dominion over darkness. You take dominion over your circumstances. You take dominion in the name of Jesus. We're walking in victory and dominion. Glory to God. Because Christ said, I give you authority. That's why. When I look at the... (laughs) Glory to God. That stick that represented deliverance for Israel is the same stick that represents the cross of Jesus Christ who was lifted up with both arms, outstretched, welcoming the world of sin and sinners to come to him and be delivered. That stick represents the cross of Jesus that sets us free from sin, sets us free from darkness. The cross, the man on the cross... Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, a brazen serpent, so that when the people of Israel who had complained and murmured long enough and God sent snakes to bite them, any person bitten with a snake, the only deliverance that they had were to look up on that brazen stick when Moses would lift it up. Anyone who was bitten by a snake could look on that brazen serpent and they didn't die. If you didn't look on it, You died. We would die in our sins if we didn't look to the man on the cross who stretched his arms out to reach you and reach me and bring us to Christ. Forgive us of our sins. It's a typology that will never change. It's all about the cross. It's all about the man on the cross. It's all about sin being destroyed and the power of sin being destroyed. This touches me this morning. I'm preaching to myself. As Moses lifted up the serpent, John 3, 14, in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Glory to God. So God has provided for his people. It was God's provision. I I can't explain it. Why that stick parted the sea. Why those people got freedom to cross the, the, the water. I only know that was God's provision for the people to be saved. Let me close this morning with this thought. In the book of Philippians 3, it says, Forgetting the past and looking forward. Forgetting the past and looking forward. What's the direction we're going to go in 2024? Go forward. forward. Everybody say that. Go forward. forward. I want you to get that in your spirit. And then here's how we go forward. Chapter 4, Philippians, verse 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice in the Lord. Verse 5. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all things that you do. For remember, the Lord is coming soon. Verse 6, don't worry about anything. I better repeat that because I thought I hit somebody in the nose with that one this morning. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then... Verse 7, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful section of scriptures from Paul in Philippians 3 and 4. And the last scripture from Isaiah 43 Dear ones don't remember the former things don't consider the things of old behold I will do a new thing now it shall spring forth you know I feel it like if God said it it's going to happen if he's going to a new thing then it's going to spring forth at return church if he said he's going to do a new thing in 2024 it'll spring forth It's going to happen. I really feel that. It's a new year. God wants us to have a clear perception of his plans for us to grow in our faith and to increase in the knowledge of his will. We're in a faith walk. We walk by faith. We live by faith. We are justified by faith. We are obedient by faith. And we trust God by faith. Even though faith is under fire in our world today, this pervasive culture, our victory, our victory has been won. It has been won through Christ. And I'd like to have a, just stand and quote this scripture with me this morning, please. As I let you take this home, this scripture home with you, I had a missionary friend from Africa. He just sent a message to me, some little back sometime here. Here's what he said about this new year. He said, I am sowing into a new level in God for my life in 2024. I'm sowing into a new level. Don't look back at your disappointments. Don't look back at the failures you've had this year. Let's not look back. Take rear view mirror out of your vehicle right now. Take it out. Not literally. Take it out of your life. If you have a rear view mirror, you're looking back all the time, take it out. God don't want you to live, God does not want you to live in regret. He wants you to live in victory. First John 5:4. This is our closing verse for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Would you say that with me, please? For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Let's say it one more time. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Let's say it together. And this is the victory that has overcome the world even your, say it, even your faith. Faith. That's how we live. That's how we walk. We trust God by faith. Let's pray. Jesus, today, we have a message to go forward. We have a message of the cross. We have a message, Lord, of victory. We have a message of hope. AND WE HAVE a MESSAGE OF HELP. OUR HELP COMES FROM YOU, LORD, AND OUR HOPE IS IN YOU, LORD. MAY THE LORD GOD ALMIGHTY POUR OUT A SPECIAL GRACE AND BLESSING ON Return CHURCH, THE CITY THAT THIS CHURCH IS IN, THE PEOPLE WHO LIVE IN THIS CITY. OH, MY GOD, I PRAY, THERE WILL BE AN OVERFLOW OF YOUR BLESSING UPON THIS CONGREGATION. OH, LORD, I PRAY FOR A SUPERNATURAL VISITATION of your Holy Spirit upon this people. God, that we have a fullness of the Spirit living in us to keep on going forward, to keep on having new dreams, to keep on having new visions. Dear Father, I pray that it will not stop until, Lord, we see the fullness of your plan developed in us. We gather, God, we praise you and thank you for this service today. May the blessing of the Lord that makes our lives so rich be upon every soul in this house today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Shondarabokosondariahai. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The Holy Spirit says, I have given you of a sound mind. I have given you my peace. I have given you my promise that through the Lord God Almighty, your victory has been won and your victories will be won as you look upon the Lord thy God and know the Lord thy God is not limited. His hand is not shortened. He is not weak. He is strong and he is doing battle for his people because I am your battle axe, says says the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.